Uh, welcome back to another Righteous Ruckus podcast. I'm your host, Riley Lowe, and today I want to talk about the church. What is the church? Why is it important? What's going on with the whole church thing? Where is it located? All those sorts of things. Let's talk about that. It's time to get off the church benches and into the trenches. Let's make a righteous ruckus. Okay, so, and I do this myself all the time, and I'm sure everybody does as well. If you go to church, see there, I just did it. So you're saying, I'm going to church. What are we going to do? Uh, like on, on Wednesday night, we went to church. On Sunday morning, we go to church. Um, we go to a church building, okay? We go to a church building. That's not, it's holds a group of believers. So here's a good definition um, I actually read earlier. Let me find that. So the the a definition is basically just there, there's a universal church and then there's a local church. Universal church is basically all believers in Christ for all time. That's the universal church. Okay, so and the local church is a local body of believers that kind of are, are more like a you know a, a more like your immediate family and your genealogical history all right your immediate family is your is your local church and then your his family history uh, from forever and your extended family that's all has to do with the uh that's the universal church which is the you know the total number of body of believers and i think a lot of times we tend to try to put church within the four walls of the church building right uh, I know I used to do this when I was younger, and you just think, oh, I'm going to church, and then I can't wait to get out of church and go do what I want to do. Well, that's the reality is that you, you're never leaving church because you are the church. All right, so here's a couple Bible verses. Let's just think about this. So in 1 Corinthians 12, 2, or 12, 12, uh, Paul says, for even as the body is one and yet has many members, and all the members of the body though they are many, are one body. So also is Christ. So we are the church, okay? If you believe in Christ, if you've accepted Jesus as your Savior, accepted what he did on the crosses and, uh, and, and died and resurrected, uh, defeating death, paying your sin debt, if you've accepted that and done all that, then you are now part of the family of Christ, part of the universal church, all right? So that's that's the important thing to, to realize is not to put church in the box, okay? Too many people say, uh, I don't need to go to church, or that church over there, I don't like them, or that church over there, I don't like their music. Really, I mean, there's a, I've known, you know, I'm not of the Catholic faith, but I've known Catholics that were seem like strong Christians. They just went to a Catholic church, right? They they don't necessarily follow all the doctrine, believe all the doctrine. It's where they went. You know, there's I know strong believers that go to Methodist churches. I know strong believers that go to a lot of denominations. Um, and so what I'm saying is, don't limit the church to just just the the church building, and don't limit it to only to your church either. For instance, my uh, we go to a church. Uh, Liberty Church Edmond, we go to that church, 
and it's uh you know traditionally been a Baptist church and it's independent, but it's you know I I tend to to gravitate towards that. I like the the philosophy. I like the doctrine. I like uh, a lot of things they do. There's a lot of things that appeal to me there. There's the reason why we have so many denominations is because different things appeal to more people, right? There's people that want the the production value of the of the big production church. They like that. There's there's people that just love praise and worship music. I like the music, but I want the word. I want the teaching more than I want the music. But there's a lot of people that just love the music and they truly worship with that music. Now they they're not negating the teaching, but they want the music. But they may go to a different church, you know. And my uh, my daughter, our oldest daughter, she goes to a uh, a Christian school that's at a church that's across town, right? And we, so they're, but but we also vetted them, all right. We we know them. We know we talked to our pastor. We've talked to. Uh, I've met with their pastor before, just briefly, you know, not like an interrogation or anything, but we know um, their persuasion. We know their their doctrine and their philosophy. So it's 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 where we chose to send send our daughter. But those are two different churches. They have two completely different church families. Some of them intermingle, just like some of our part of my family goes to that school. So they do intermingle. And there's a lot of things that uh, that are very positive in that, all right? But what I don't want you to do is think that, oh, well, I can just uh, worship. Wor- I, c- I can go to church out in the deer stand. I can go to church out in the, out in the field. I can go to church at work. I can, you know, they, I think that's, it's important to have a, be dedicated to a local church, right? Be part of a local church. Um, for one thing, I don't remember where it is. I have to find the, the verse, but it says, you know, do not forsake the gathering together, right? Of the church, of the, of the body of believers. All right. That's one of the things that when all the, the COVID lockdowns and all that, when they were sh- shutting down churches, but you could still go to Walmart whenever you wanted, it was just kind of a crazy deal. It, it's really seemed like, a, you know, an attack on the church. And I, I believe it was. But it sure seemed like that to many people because, uh, you know, it says don't forsake that. And then here we are saying you can't come to church. You can't gather together. That was the big attack, right? You can't gather together. And uh, where um, there's another verse uh, where, where two or more are gathered in my name, I'll be with them. Right. That's what Jesus is saying. So is if you can get a group of believers together, then there you've got Christ among them. And there's a lot of power in that. So why is it even important, um, you know, to to have that church, right? Just like that that verse I read that that uh, we are all members, all different parts of the body, right? There's a body of believers, and different people carry different roles. You got the pastor. A lot of people, when they think of the church, they only think of the pastor, right? They just think of oh, there's the preacher. Oh, there's the song leader. Now he's part of the church, but I'm just here soaking it up. Or I'm just here performing my weekly obligation, my weekly duty. There's more to it than that. Um, what I mean by that is if you are at a church, and I, if you're not at a church, by all means, go find a good church. You can do some research out there. Go visit some churches. It's not like if you go to a church, 
you have to sign up to be a member right away or anything. There's a lot of churches that don't even have membership anymore, but they just have a, a gathering together and a, a, to worship together. And by all means, find a church if you don't have one. And here's here's the thing. There's also, if you're at a church, try to find ways to get involved. It's not always easy, but here's here's what I've noticed. is Every time that I've volunteered or gotten involved, to do something at church, it's always been such a blessing and so rewarding. You know, it's I've I've been to a church before, all right, where it was big and it was, and they even warned us about it. They're like, this is church is big enough where you can slide in on Sunday morning, sit in the chair or the pew, listen to the message, take it all in, and leave and never interact with anybody. Right? You can do that. You can do that in small churches too. That's harder in small churches because everybody goes, oh, there's a new guy. But in big churches, it's easy to get lost in the shuffle if you want to. So it's it's important to to step out and I mean, it can be anything. Like, uh, like I volunteered big greeter at our church. Actually, I, I spoke about it before, but this Awana's ministry is something that I didn't even want to do, but I decided to do because my wife was unable to, she was the one that committed. And I'm like, okay, fine, you go do that. And then um, I asked, she, she wasn't able to do that. So I was like, well, all right, I'll go ahead and step in and, and see what it's like. And it has been a huge, huge blessing. And on top of that, you meet more believers, right? You meet more people because our church has two services because they're, they're growing. So in our church building's not big enough to hold everybody so we have two services an early service and a late service and so there's a lot of people in that late service that i never meet or that i meet on occasion now wednesday night there's quite a there's a mingling but you just got a portion of the early service and a portion of the late service that goes to wednesday evenings right so it's when you unless you get involved and kind of get in the mesh of things um, and it can be uncomfortable. You know, I know I'm a, a lot of times I've kind of an introvert, right? That's how I'm kind of wired. Now I'm getting over that by uh, doing public speaking and doing things that, that extroverts don't even like to do, right? But that's um, I've forced myself to do that over the years, just committed to that, saying if this is what God wants me to do, then this is what I'm going to do. And that's always it's always a blessing to do that, to walk in the will of God, to know you're in the will of God. And the will of God is for us to not forsake the gathering together. And it's also for us to help each other out. And, you know, um, I think Jesus says, you know, take care of the, of the widows and the orphans. We're supposed to do that. You know, that takes out of context a lot of times. People say, oh, well, we just need to open the borders and not have any limits on anything because we need to take care of widows and orphans and all this stuff. It kind of kind of gets abused in today's culture. However, you know that's that there's there's more to it than that. It's you need to get get involved and and get together with some believers. Um, you're going to find people that you click with. You're going to find people that you mesh with. You're going to find people that you you know by seeing them or just a brief conversation you didn't even think you would really mesh too well with them, but come together and spend more time with them. And you're going to get to where, you know, uh, more about some people. And, you know, I, I've met, 
all sorts of people from all sorts of different backgrounds. You know, there's people that, that travel all the time and just make it to church, to church on occasion that I, that I meet. There's people that, that are, that are there all the time that are retired. There's young people. There's, I mean, it's just, the church is really a melting pot of everybody from every background. It's not just for perfect people. You know, you've heard it said that the church is not, uh, you know, a museum of saints. It's more of a hospital for sinners, right? And we got we got room for everybody that wants to repent and come and hear the truth and get to know Christ. And then once you know Christ, the sanctification process that lasts your the rest of your earthly existence. All right, that that takes place, and that's part of that sanctification process is becoming more and more like Christ. And to do that, it's so much better and so much more fulfilling to have a body of believers. Our church goes through, we've got a reading program, reading through the Bible. Last year we did it in six months, which was intense. This year we're doing it in a year, which is a little less intense. But my brother, he doesn't even go to our church, but we read he, he follows along with that same plan, uh, and we discuss that quite a bit. And by being able to bounce stuff off of another person, get another perspective, it's, it is a true blessing. Now, here's the thing. So this year has been full, full of tremendous obstacles. I'm talking ridiculous obstacles. So right at the end of last year, found out I got cancer, colon cancer. That's bad. So right after that, I had surgery. So normally I'm more of a reserved, hey, no big deal. I can handle this. We can handle this. I decided I'm just going to open myself up here. Courtney did too. We opened ourselves up. Whatever prayers, we're going to let, we're going to make this known, right? We wanted the prayers. We wanted the prayers. So by having that body of believers, not even just at our church, but other believers, there was literally, I know of, people praying around this globe. I'm talking people in India, people in South Africa, people in South America, people all around the United States, people all around the globe were praying because they had been told that Riley Lowe, in the middle of nowhere, Oklahoma, needed prayers because he found out he's got cancer. I mean, that's big. That's huge. Not only... Not only um, appealing to God for that, right? But the encouragement, the constant reassurance. And not only that, but when I had my surgery, there's a team, you know, like I said, you think we always think of the church as just the preacher and the song leader and maybe the secretary or the pianist over there uh, or whoever or the greeter guy. But this body of believers, there's people, they come together, they provided us meals for a week, right? We didn't have to worry about cooking, getting groceries, anything. And not only is it a blessing to us, it truly is a blessing to them. And talking to them and thanking them, it's, it's, it's a reality. There's people at your local church that want to help you, that want to reach out, that want to lend a hand, that want to do whatever they can to help you in your walk with God, to help you get closer to God, right? And it wasn't, but just a couple months ago, that happened. Fast forward a few months, right? Cancer is, knock on wood, cancer is behind me, right? 
they they got it all by the grace of God. It's by it's really uh, miraculous when you talk to the surgeons that happen. Now, fast forward to here just a week ago, and my wife needed surgery and was down and out, unable to work for a week. All right, she had surgery. Um, that we'd been actually working on that one for a while. The cancer thing was a complete surprise. We'd actually been working on this one for a while and uh, needed surgery, got the surgery, and it wound up actually being a lot more intense and, and a longer recovery or, or a more difficult recovery than she had expected. And then, then the doctor even said, you know, whether there's complications or whatever, I don't know. But in any event, those same body of believers kicked in, Right with the prayers, with the reassurance, with the constant, can I get you anything? What can I do for you? Just knowing that is there gives you an emotional boost, gives you a spiritual boost, just gives you an overall boost knowing that these people are, I had, you know, we had meals for a week. Again, these are people that are taking time out of their day and money out of their pocket to go cook you a meal, nice hot meal. I mean, delicious delicious meals that some stuff that i would not eat on my own that we're having and it's like this is awesome we're actually getting new recipe ideas from this whole whole deal you know let's let's mix up the let's mix up the weekly cooking regimen because we've got this new idea from this other people and and guess what if i said can i get the recipe for that dish that you brought me they're gonna say yeah here it is you know and not only that but i have i have uh phone numbers now from more people um, that you can garner support from and that you can also give support to by, by feeding them too, right? They're giving you food, but you're also feeding them by saying, thank you so much. It's such a blessing. They get true joy and it's a blessing for them for that. So what I'm getting at here, this whole thing is don't limit the church. What I'm getting, you know what I mean here? Don't limit the church. The church, the church is not going to church and sitting in a pew and warming up that seat for an hour, two hours on Sundays, right? That's not what church is. Church is a participation exercise, right? This is, it, 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 you have to have group participation. You can't just sit there. It's not a one-way thing. You have to sit there. Now you can, you could start out that way by all means, gaining some knowledge, gaining some some experience, gaining some some connections and some some talking with people and some reassurance and all that. You can start with that. Start with that. And and once you come to Christ, man, let's let's get involved. Let's start doing some stuff. These people inspire me um, to do things that I would never have done if I would have just sat back and said, "I'm just going to church and putting in my time." I would. There's things that I never would have done. I never would have done this podcast. I tell you that right now. I guarantee you, I would not have done this podcast. Uh, I wouldn't have volunteered for a Awanas. I wouldn't be a greeter. I wouldn't, you know, I wouldn't even want to be a greeter. I've actually volunteered for something else. And they're like, hey, could you be a greeter? And I'm like, yeah, and I love it. I love shaking the hands. I love pressing the flesh with people and, you know, commenting on their outfits, especially the ladies. You know, they just love that. Hey, I like that brooch. Hey, I like that necklace. It just makes people light up and it gives me joy by being able to help those people light up. So what I'm getting at here, don't limit the church. The church is more than just the four walls, right? Actually, recently, there was a church fire at a church building here 
in Oklahoma City. Right, I live just outside Oklahoma City. In that building, the news the next morning said, we have this fire at this church. They, and this is, was a quote from them. The entire ministry has been destroyed. The entire ministry has been destroyed. And then they said nobody got hurt. So how was the entire ministry destroyed if nobody got hurt? It wasn't. Actually, the next week they had a thing, a little blurb about, hey, remember that church that got burned up last week? They set up a tent and they were feeding some people and they were giving out water. They were doing whatever they could do. It doesn't sound to me like that ministry was completely destroyed. The church is just a, the church building is just that. It's just a building. It's just a place where a body of believers chooses to gather together. In China, it's at somebody's house and they're watching out for the government. In the United States, it's not there yet. Right now, we've got I happen to live in a part of the country where there's a church on almost every street corner, right? And that's your body of believers. It's where people are gathering together to support each other in their walk with Christ, to learn, to to grow, especially to grow, you know, you, you to to help each other in the, and just in life, just in life. So I encourage you uh, to think about the church as more than just a building. Think about it as more than just a building. And, and until next time, go out there, be bold, apply what I'm saying. I mean, uh, tell people to go to your church. Awesome, awesome. Invite them to church. But more importantly, um, exude Christ in all your daily walk. Right? Be sure that people know that you're a Christian and can see that you're a Christian. And until next time, go out there and be bold. Be bold.